So today I want to deal with something that I started uh, at Hope at Home, and I will be on Hope at Home today at 6.30. But I started talking about peace. Everybody say peace. And I felt it imperative because even Sister Schumacher picked up on it and embroidered some cloths that I left one in my office about we're here for this time, and it's the power of peace, or pop. I call it pop. Everybody say pop. The power of peace. I want to take you to Leviticus, the third chapter, verse 1. To show you how, in this brief moment that we have together, how important peace is in the sight of God and for the church of Jesus Christ. So much so that in Leviticus 3.1, God gave Moses a command. It says, and if this oblation be a sacrifice of peace offering, what was that peace offering about? The peace offering was between man and God. That's what he's talking about there. The peace offering was between man and God. And how many people know if, if you're not in peace with God, you'll never be in peace with your brother. You'll never be in peace in your family. You have to be at rest and peace with God. So he says if, you, if the oblation be a sacrifice of peace offering, if he offer it of the herd, whether it be male or female, he shall offer it without blemish before the Lord. That's how important peace is to God. We offer the best so that we'll have peace at this time in the old covenant between God and man. But in John 14, verse 25, the Bible says, and speaking about our greatest friend on the planet earth right now is the advocate, the counselor, the intercessor. Who's that? The Holy Spirit. It's important for you to know the Holy Spirit is the one that's he is the one that has to be reverenced. Why? Because Jesus died so we could have that spirit and that presence. He says in John 14, 25, these things, Jesus saying, I have spoken to you, being yet present with you. But the Comforter, he's saying, now don't worry about it, because the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you, all things. Everybody say all. all. Brother Randy, what's all mean? Oh, you're right. All is all. all. He'll teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Then he says, watch what Jesus says. Peace I leave with you. What did he leave? Peace. He didn't leave uh, uh, anything that would be disturbing. He left peace. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world gives, give I unto you. <clears throat> let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. What did he leave with us? What did he leave with us? Peace. Now I'm going to tell you something, just in these few short moments we have together, if you don't have peace, you don't have anything. You can have a billion dollars. You say, well, I wish I had a billion. I'd show you peace. No, I, you'd show, I, if you didn't have God, if you didn't have that peace, you would, you would show me a tormented person that had a lot of money. Because I know people that way. I know people that have plenty of money, but there's no happiness. No peace, no rest. Jesus, when he died on the cross, was in fact that supreme peace offering. He was that uh, uh, that lamb without spot, without blemish. He was the complete peace offering. And with his blood sprinkled on the altar of God, his own blood, he purchased our eternal peace. Our eternal peace. Aren't you glad we have eternal peace? 
So the first thing I'd like to mention to you today as we go through this, this process is we need not only peace, but we need real peace. We don't need pseudo-peace. We need real peace. We don't need an imitation peace like imitation butter. You can keep your imitation butter. I want the real deal. And somebody tells me I, you, you know, you, in a few days I'm going to take you somewhere and you're going to feel real peace. That's not real peace. That's just temporal peace. Just because I go and look at an ocean scene, it brings momentary peace with me. But when I walk away from the ocean, I forget the ocean. And the peace that I had there is gone. But with Jesus, when I go to bed at night, he's there in my mind. When I get up in the morning or wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning, guess what? Jesus is there. And when I get up in the morning, peace is there. Why? Because peace, I've given it to you. He's the author of peace. Can I just tell you something? You need to get alone with God. Now I'm breaking away from the message. You need to get alone with God. Let your mind be at rest. And see something in your mind's eye that brings peace to you. Whether it be a mountain scene, a spring, a lake, an ocean. You say, well, what are you trying to do? I'm trying to tell you how to do it. You get this peace in your mind and then then let Jesus... Because all those things he created for your peace. You get your mind in that, in that one accord and let the Holy Spirit start to deal with you. And watch what peace does for you. Nobody can disturb what Jesus gives you. Jesus, Jesus gave you such a peace that the enemy cannot turn it away. He can't detune it. So without peace, we'll never, we will never obtain what God has for us. And I want you to notice that some of the most miserable people I've ever seen on the planet earth happens to be Christians. Why? Because they don't know real peace. Why? Because we've made church a social function. We've made church just a get-together. we made church just something we do because we, we need to be able to say we went to church. How I many people know I just told the truth? It makes us feel better. It makes our conscience feel better. I don't want my conscience to feel better. I want to be better. I want God to work in my life. Listen, the enemy's fighting us on every turn. You have COVID coming in. You have all the different strains coming in. You have all the the different issues. And I'm going to tell you, it's not just COVID. You know how many things on the planet Earth can kill you now? It's not just COVID. We're all worried about COVID. There's books and books and books and books and books and books and books filled with things that will kill you. But I know another book. Hold it up, brother. I know another book. I know another book that's filled with things that will bring life and joy and peace. I felt good when I said that, brother Kenny. Real peace. I got mad at the devil this week. But you know what? When I got mad at him, I said a few things I probably shouldn't have said. I'll just be honest with you. But I said it because of him. He's messed with you too long. Brins, you're waiting, trying to, Brins Breezy, trying to get a a new new job where she can be in church. And others here that that gave me prayer requests. All of a sudden, I got mad this week and said some things I shouldn't have said. Because Sister Kathy heard me. I scared her. She didn't have curl in her hair until I talked and then her hair curled up. But it was all because the devil is trying to destroy people. And I say enough's enough. It's time for peace.
That's why so many Christians are miserable. They don't know the real Prince of Peace. Romans 8, 5 says, Romans 8, 5 and 6 says, For they that are after flesh do mind the things of the flesh. If you're after the flesh, you mind the things after the flesh. So if you're not in peace, there's a problem. What are you doing, Floyd? Help me here in this 930 service. If you're not at peace, you're minding things you don't need to be minding. You got your mind on things you don't need to be thinking about. Someone said today to me, uh, was talking about problems they're having. They said, I have no problems with my family, no problems with my friends, no problem with the church. It's within me. You know why? Because you're addressing things of the past. How many people have some things in the past you want, you want it to be in the past? We need to quit addressing those things that are undressing us spiritually. For they that are after flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the Spirit, the things of the, the Spirit. So it's whatever you're mindful of. What are you thinking about? Because whatever you're thinking about is what you're going to gravitate toward. For to be carnally minded or fleshly minded or thinking in the, in, in the flesh realm, to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And we don't need to let anything other than God deal with it. I use this illustration, and I've used it so many times. But here's the way it is. If I take a a bowl here, a crystal clear bowl, fill it with silt in the bottom, but fill it with spring water and let it settle, you'll be able to see from side to side. Am I right? Clear, wonderful. I've seen pools that way before. I've stepped into streams before that way or even into the, the lake. But as sure, soon as my flesh got involved, as soon as you reach in that bowl, Collis, and you start messing around with that silt, can anybody tell me what happens? Huh? You're going to make it where you can't see. It's murky. That's what happens in our life. We get into situations, and we don't realize that it's clear as long as you allow the Holy Spirit to deal with it. But when you stick your flesh in it, because I know what's better. You don't know what's better. It's God in you that knows better. You stick your hand in it, and it all gets murky, and you can't see things clearly anymore. And then you get mad at everybody else because you can't see, and it has nothing to do with anybody else but thank you. Any problem I've ever had was not Dean's problem. Any problem I ever got into was not James' problem or, 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 or what's your name there, brother, again? Christian. I can't blame Christian for my silt. And for my murky water. I want to blame him because I don't want to take responsibility. But the truth of the matter, it's my lack of peace that's caused it. So when you're placed in a life circumstance and you work real hard trying to work it out, you're going to find out you're going to make it worse. Unless you let Jesus put his hand in it. And then what does Jesus do? When Jesus gets involved in it, he says, I'll bring you peace. I'll bring you real peace. Now, let me just say this. Peace is not an external experience. Quit trying to get it on your yacht. Quit trying to get it in your canoe. Quit trying to get it because you ride a motorcycle. Quit trying to get it because you got an RV. I can go down the line on this thing. Because you got a fishing boat, Jimmy, you think that's going to bring you peace? No, you're just going to take your problems out there in a the fishing boat. Am I right? And every time you cast, what are you thinking about? You're not thinking about good things. You're thinking about, oh, my God, I'm so mad. At I can't believe Collis did that to me. 
I'm so tired of Did I tell the truth? Because your mind is on that. Let me say this. This is your free part today. Nothing is so important that you'll let a, a thought take away your joy or take away your destiny. Don't let it happen. Peace is an inward journey. When you get the revelation of Christ and who he is in your life, it's knowing Jesus Christ more than you've ever known him before. But let me tell you, don't get tired and don't get weary because God's not through with us yet. It's when we know him more that strength comes. The Bible says in Psalms 29 verse 11, the Lord will give me strength. Say that back to me. The Lord will give me strength. You say, well, that's not what it says. Well, really, that's what it means. The Lord will give strength unto his people. Are you his people? The Lord will give strength to his people. And the Lord will bless his people with He will bring you peace. So I'm going to start today planning for peace. If I'm going to have real peace, I'm going to start. I will stop hanging around people that are going to be tumultuous. Have you ever hung around a person that all they do is they're tumultuous? They wear you out being tumultuous. But I mean, they're they're totally in disarray all the time. They're like that cartoon character. I don't even know what they called him. He was spinning all the time. And Tasmanian devil. That's what we're like. And people are never happy. And you're always torn. And you're happy. And when you get in their midst, you got a big smile. You're happy. Hey, good morning. How you doing? Well, I'll tell you. I just don't know. The devil's been after me this week. Whatever they ever thought that God's with you. Sure, the devil, the devil's a real devil. How many would say the enemy of your soul, whatever you want to call him, the devil, Lucifer, Satan, you feel like you've had some real troubles in the last couple of weeks? How many of you have heard some things said to you in your mind that you thought you knew it wasn't you? Come on, let's be honest. You sat and thought about it and said, wait a minute, that wasn't me. And it, because it wasn't. It's thoughts trying to be planted in your mind so it'll bear fruit. Don't let negative thoughts bear fruit. So I'm not going to hang around tumultuous people. Because that's just going to help gender within me bad things. Matter of fact, tumultuous people will not, they'll not bring you into peace. They'll bring you into their storm. They'll do it every time. If we're going to have peace, we need to start thinking on the word of God. And we need to start thinking on positive things, which is the word. We need to start thinking, as the Bible said, on wholesome things. Whatsoever things are good. You need to start thinking on those things. Quit thinking on what you don't have. Start thinking on what you have. People live most of their life thinking about what I do not have, and it will not bring peace. If it doesn't bring peace, don't think about it. So I'm going to start thinking on wholesome things. And I'm going to refuse. Everybody say refuse. I'm going to refuse to have conversations that deplete my inner peace. As soon as they start talking that trash, I'm going to call their hand on it and say, wait a minute. That's not what the Word of God teaches. I'm not going to listen to that. I can't grow listening to those words. So what is the importance of real peace, Bishop? Romans 14 verse 17 says, for the kingdom of God is not in meat and drink. See, we always want to see it. We want to think in the old covenant, we couldn't eat certain things, we couldn't drink certain things. And I'm going to tell you, all that was abolished. 
Because in the old covenant, you couldn't eat shrimp. How many people like shrimp? Well, can't eat it. How many like bacon? You can't eat it. Oh, I can keep going down the line here. <clears throat> That's old covenant. For the kingdom of God is not in meat and drink. So it's not in pork. Or in wine. But righteousness. Here it is. But righteousness. Peace. Joy. In the Holy Ghost. So you can't have peace. Without the Holy Ghost. You can't have righteousness. Without the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit. This is what the Bible says, not Alan. The kingdom of God's not in meat and drink. Forget the old covenant ways of doing things. He said it's in righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. For he that in these things serves Christ is acceptable to God and approved of men. What makes you acceptable? Righteousness, peace, and joy. Let us therefore follow after these things. What things? Help me, Floyd. There she got it. It's simple. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Follow after these things. Now watch this. Let us therefore follow after these things which make for peace. And things wherewith one may edify one another. Now I'll take this up at another time. But I want you to know that this man right here is consumed with the fact, Christian. You just got to know me. I am consumed with the fact. That I will have peace. Damon I will have it. I will not allow anybody. To, you can mess with my flesh. You can slap me. You can talk bad about me. But you're not going to mess with my peace. Because you can do all those things to me. And I can still come out. But you mess with my peace. Now we've got a problem. Because I'm not productive anymore. Do you really think a tree or a plant can be productive fruit-wise if every day you walk out there and slap it around? I'm going to tell you, it won't. Even plants have to be at rest in peace. But if today you feel like you've been robbed of some peace, and that's the word I want to use, robbed of it. You've been robbed of your joy. As the music plays, here's what I want you to do. I want you to come up here and stand with me, and let's just pray about before the next service that we're going to have some peace in this house. We're going to have peace in our houses, in our homes. We're going to have peace when we get in a car, Damon. We're going to forget all the negatives we've heard. Just because somebody says a bad thing about you, Damon, a negative thing about you, does not mean that it's true. That's a word for you. The The enemy's trying to crush some people. Just because they have said all these things about you does not make it true. So today, I honestly believe that this service is designed. When, when I found out that I was going to be doing this service with the communion, I said, I want to talk about pop. The power of peace. The power of peace. The power of peace. Because when you have the power of peace, it takes you into his, the power of his presence. And then you walk into the power of his promise. Okay. No matter what you've gone through, no matter what you've seen, no matter what you've experienced, your joy is not over with. 
Your happiness is not finished. It's just your beginning. Just beginning. We're not going to be sad anymore. I'm going to rejoice. You know what makes me happy when I see y'all? I really do. I get happy. I look at you, I get happy. I say, well, you know what? I know they're going through a tough time, but they're laughing. They're smiling too. If they can smile, I can smile. Amen. So let's pray and believe God for our own personal miracles. God, I want to thank you so much for this 930 service. I want to thank you, Lord, for every man, woman, boy, and girl that made this service a success. And Lord, I know this service will grow because it's, it's meant to be a time where we learn, where we edify and build one another up, and that we have time of fellowship. So Lord, I ask you right now to bless everyone in this house. And Lord, for those that their peace has been tampered with, I rebuke it now in the name of Jesus. And I say, it shall cease. Peace is in their life right now. Joy is in their heart right now. In the name of Jesus. Let the storm be calm. And as Jesus stands in our life saying, peace be still. Let peace reign. In Jesus' name. Now, can you take a moment and thank God? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah.